Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Dodgers Nation Roundtable. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. To my left, Mr. Noah Cameras. You can follow him at Noah Cameras, writes for Dodgers Nation. And to my right, the lead editor of Dodgers yes, Nation, sir. the host of the Blue Heaven podcast, Mr. Klimpus. Yes, you can follow him at Real FRG. And today on the Roundtable, we're looking at who's hot, who's not for the Dodgers. Some are struggling. We're going to talk about how these guys can make their way out of these slumps. Yeah. But we're going to start with Freddie Freeman. Freddie Go. has been one of the hottest players in all the Major League Baseball. He's so worth right now. So yeah, hot. Fred Hodge is absolutely Hodge. incredible. Max says he is. Altman has two today. Seven on the year. Nine for L.A. In the month of May. That's the most aided by any Dodger in franchise history. Huge. And he's just been absolutely incredible. Now, you look at Freddie Freeman this season. Noah, do you think he sustains this? Do you think he ends up the Dodgers' best player from wire to wire? I mean, this is the Freddie Freeman we know and love. This isn't like an out-of-the-ordinary month for Freddie. I mean, Dave Roberts was just saying uh, the other day how he can't even tell when Freddie's hot or when he's cold because he's just kind of the same hitter every single time he's up there. So, yeah, 100% Freddie Freeman's keeping this up. He's having a historically a franchise record may at least in doubles wise he's leading the league he's leading the national league and off and he's doing everything he's supposed to do and he's doing it at such a valuable contract six years 162 million probably yeah. the most <laughs> underrated underappreciated undervalued superstar in the mlb he's now maybe not an mvp favorite because ronald acuna is having a great year but he's slowly making his way up there as he always does and before you know it he's going to be a top two candidate because he just does everything for this dodgers team yeah, and Clint, he's been the model of consistency. Yeah, this really is has. who you want in the top of that lineup, batting there in the two-hole and just taking care of business all season long. But in your opinion, you think he's the best value deal in the league right now? I mean, you call him every day. Every day, Freddie, yep. for a reason. <laughs> Fat, Fab Five Freddie, as Jerry Harrison will call him. Happy birthday, belated birthday to Jay here a couple days ago. Uh, best, I, I would say this is arguably Andrew Friedman's best deal yep. as uh, the guy running the show here with the Dodgers. You get... Uh, an MVP candidate, perennial MVP candidate, um, somebody you can plug in literally 162 times a year if you need him. And uh, he just, he performs. He constantly performs. He, he's never not performed. Even when he had his many down, we'll, we'll call it a, a down stretch at the end of uh, April and yeah. into early May, he still hit like like 260. Yeah, it was like, like <laughs> what is wrong? Is Freddie Freeman broken? Yeah. It's insane. And yeah, it's the best value uh, player. And, and honestly, if the we know the power plays. You, you, this guy knows. The slug is what plays. Uh, if you want the dub, you got a slug. And yeah, the, he doesn't hit the home runs, but if he's out there just mashing doubles, the new hey, what do we know about Dodgers wearing number five who hit doubles at yeah. least the World <laughs> Series? That's all I know. Uh -huh. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, it's crazy to think that someone making twenty-seven million dollars a year is underpaid. I never. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you look at the value he provides at that position, when you consider his durability, when you consider <laughs> that he posts, when you consider as a locker room presence, he's a leader. Yeah, this guy has been worth every single penny and then some. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves Literally. for allowing him to fall in. To the Dodgers' For lap nothing. the way he did. For nothing. Yeah, I mean, so, and you're right, it is historic. I mean, 
His more extra base hits in the month of May. He tied Babe Herman in 1930 in July and then Duke Snyder in June of 1954. So, so he's good. doing unprecedented things for this Dodgers team. And yeah, he's been everything he could have ever wanted from Freddie Freeman. Now, the next guy, though, JD Mar. Well, let's do a cold. Let's do a cold. Can't always <laughs> be positive. Yeah. Yeah. JD Martinez. Everyone knows that. how hot he is. But we're going to start with James Outman because let's be honest, he got to a hot start. He was in the mix for the Rookie of the Year campaign. Now it's James Droughtman. <laughs> There and it is. Thankfully, there it is. We got it we, I was waiting for it. <laughs> thankfully, he did snap his over 20 slump. Yeah. Hit a one-out single last night. Had a sack fly. But his last 11 games, hitting 156, striking out over 40% of the time with a 26 weighted runs created plus. Now, Clint, what are you seeing from James Alman? Do you think this is something serious? Do you think he makes his way out of this? Do you think it's just par for the course? But what are you seeing from Alman right now at the play, Clint? It, it is serious ish serious if you will <laughs> uh i like that he's aware of where he's at and what's going on with his swing right now and and he's he's um he's leaving hittable pitches letting them kind of go for strikes and then he's swinging at the stuff that pitchers are throwing to get him out high fastballs curveballs down and, and he's aware of it so yeah. he's just got to make that adjustment we saw him make adjustments in april uh, we haven't seen the adjustment in May. I think we wouldn't be talking about it as much if it was Mookie Betts, if it was J.D. Martinez. But the fact that it's a rookie and he's struggling in his second full month uh, as a big leaguer, that's why we're talking about it. But I think it it feels to me, and I really hope I can give him the, the Clint cure here yeah, on hopefully. the round table instead of uh, Blue Heaven, uh, I, I feel pretty confident that June will be a lot friendlier to him. You know, you just get out of a bad month. Yeah put it behind you and, and, and start raking again. So I think that's that's what he's going to end up doing. Yeah, no, that's what I'm seeing too. I think you see him at the plate. He's not swinging at pitches that he was aggressive on early in the season. Pitches that are right middle, middle, that he was taking off on, hitting for extra bases, hitting into the bleachers. He's taking those pitches. Mm -hmm. But last night we saw the single, very aggressive there on first pitch. But do you think this is something that, hey, is this is the beginning of him falling off a cliff? Or do you have confidence that he's going to make it back? Yeah, no, I have confidence. You've both said it. I mean, he's aware of his struggles, which – Obviously, he's a good thing. He's aware that I, he said on the uh, Ben Verlander's podcast, I think it was last week, he said it's, it's not easy to try to get out of a slump and make adjustments, you know, like while you're playing every day. Like it's not the easiest thing in the world. So he's trying. He's making adjustments. He's working with the hitting coaches. He's watching film. He knows exactly what pitch he's not able to hit. And he knows he keeps swinging at it, but it takes time. I mean, he's a rookie. He's still young. So, yeah, he's going to get through it. I, I agree with Clint. I think June's going to be kind of a better month. I think, he, I mean, he was, he's hitting like a hundred points lower, I think over a hundred points lower in May than he did in April. I mean, like that, that's a drastic change. So, and, and he, he noted too in the past, like, Hey, I've hit that fastball up in the zone. He's actually mm -hmm. raked against it in the past in his own mind at the minor league <laughs> level. What, what do you, where are you at? Mr. McCain? What's, what's the, the prognosis on James uh, Droughtman, does he does he need to give Rocca some more coffee? What's the deal I was here? about to say, I think maybe someone replaced Rocca with someone where there's a imposter <laughs> Rocca or Rocca? something. But yeah, I think, look, this is a part of the process for every young player. You are going to have your droughts. You are going to have your slumps. This is a sport where if you're successful three out of ten times, you're a Hall of Famer, right? So I think this was a necessary evil for him. And what's going to determine if he is right. going to be a big leaguer for his entire career, if he has really going to find a place in this league, it's minimized 
rising slumps like this. But yeah, when you look at his swing, you look at the pitches that he's missing. Yeah, they are attacking him up in the zone. Yes, he's struggling with spin at the moment, but his swing doesn't look terribly off. Like when Cody Bellinger was off when he was ba yeah, down bad in a big comp. way, he looked like he was a blindfolded giraffe on roller skates swinging <laughs> at pitches, right? James Alman, he's just missing pitches that he's hit early in his career, early in this season. I don't think that it's going to be something that's going to be lasting. Also, too, I mean, he's trying to figure things out defensively. He's trying to put it all together. So I think that this slump isn't going to be some type of Eddie Rio slump for last year, anything like that. I think <laughs> the fact that he's fully healthy, this is just a part of the process. If I had to go on a scale of 1 to 10, my confidence level that he gets out of this slump sooner than later, I'd go with a 8. Yeah. I'm confident James Outman, don't count him Outman. I mean, this is a guy that on, we on. know he's going to put in the work. He's going to grind. Also, another thing I think, too, he's going to be more receptive to the recommendation of the J.D. Martinez's, the hitting yeah, coaches yeah. and guys like that, whereas, you know, Cody Bellinger, he was stubborn as a mule when it came to recommendations yeah. for those adjustments. But uh, scale one to ten, what would you give it yeah, for your I confidence? Mean, I'm level, at a seven. Uh, same, I mean, similar to what you just said, uh, something, something that Dave Roberts was saying is he wants, he kind of keeps reminding James Outman to use the whole field and, you know, that he has left field available. He doesn't have to try to yeah. pull ever, or, yeah, you know, get every ball to right field. So, you know, I'm thinking, go sit with Freddie Freeman. Go watch That's Freddie exactly Freeman what I was take say. BP. Freddie Freeman is the best player in baseball at hitting the other way, using the uh, other side of the field. I, I don't remember who said it, but in batting practice, Freddie Freeman, all he does is hit ground balls to shortstop. That's his routine because he just wants to work on using that side of the field. Yep. So let James Outman just go watch Freddie Freeman, talk to him, pick his brain, because if he starts using that side of the field, his numbers are going to shoot back up in June. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, this is a guy who – he said himself, his swing looked like a caveman, right? He had to yeah. break down his swing, just like J.D. Martinez. When you're not born with a natural swing, you are going to be out of sync at times. And I think that's something that he's dealing with. But I think, yeah, I mean, we all have full confidence. James Alvin, he'll get it going, and uh, he'll get back on he'll track. He'll be so but beyond back. He'll be beyond back, Sooner or as later. Mr. Noah Cameras <laughs> likes to say. But next, we're going to switch to someone who's hot at the moment. Oh, is going to be J.D. Martinez? J.D. Martinez. I knew it. I had Did it. I show that's my a, cards? That's a good guess. That's I was trying to keep it close Flint. to the vest. That's but a good guess. No, J.D. Martinez. Is, he has been fantastic. I mean, if you look at the slugging, it's up. If you look at the isolated power, it's up. He's another guy riding a long hitting streak along with Freddie Freeman, yep. and he has been everything the Dodgers could have hoped for and then some. I mean, yep. they got him for like Black Friday prices, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, at one year, $10 million <laughs> to really revitalize his career in L.A. I could not be happier with him. I mean, he's the me. Justin Turner upgrade in J.D. Martinez this Bruh. year, but how big of an upgrade do you think he is than Justin Turner. I hate to be the comparison guy. People, I see people out there, Clint, why are they comparing the two? I'm like, that's basically the lifeblood of sports literally, media. He like, also literally took yeah. his job. Yeah, I took mean, his job like, like, like you have to compare one day two. after uh, one another. Yeah. By the way, we don't, we, you don't need to go with Black Friday anymore. You can call it Amazon Prime Day just to <laughs> throw that out there. Uh, this is to be a compliment, but uh, uh, you know, just a different sort of skill set to not necessarily replace, but essentially replace Justin Turner. And that's what they did. And, you know, as long as he's healthy, as long as that back is, is feeling, uh, yeah. you know, feeling he fresh, swing. he can swing. JD is, is an incredible talent for this team. And I think plugging him in there, being able to plug him in, uh, you know, since he's moved up to that cleanup spot, he's been even better. He's, he's, uh, you know, ridden a pretty nice hot streak here at the, end the of end of May and all that. Just, he's a great player. He's a fun player, you know. Um, is what you want in a lineup. I yep. don't, don't care about all of his own 
you know, personal things in the clubhouse or whatever the hell it is. He's, he's a good addition to this roster for sure. Absolutely. Now, no, yeah, talk about what he does for his Dodgers lineup. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dodgers got him because they wanted someone who could come behind Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman at the top of the line, who could be behind Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman Crazy. in the top of the lineup and drive them in. You know, you got your table setters in the front. You want someone to drive them in. J.D. Martinez is a run producer. They wanted him to do that, and that's all he's done so far, especially in the month of May. He's hitting the home runs. He's hitting the doubles. He's driving in runs. He's doing exactly what this team needed, and he's doing it at such a premium price, one year, $10 million. It's like it's honestly insane that the Dodgers were able to just throw him into the lineup. You know, you lose Trey Turner. You lose Justin Turner. You lose all this value. All right, well, here's a multi-time all-star who yeah. knows how to – who's a silver slugger. Who knows, I think he's a silver slugger. I assume he's a silver slugger. I didn't even check that, but I assume so. Who just knows how to drive in runs. I mean, that's what they needed. That's what he brings. It's really, to me, one of the more underrated moves of the offseason because no one's really talking about it, but – that, he's such a big addition and on the other side of things he's talked to the young guys in the clubhouse he's showing them he worked with Miguel Vargas in the offseason he's showing them how I mean people say all he does is swing all he does all, like all day yeah. he's just working on his swing I mean that's a great thing for young guys to watch pick up on see how many adjustments you have to make you know to be good at this level so I mean it's a, it's a 10 out of 10 signing and he's proving why in you know in this month of May yeah no there's a reason why I was doing cartwheels when we made this sign, there was a reason why I did a video on him in a parking lot somewhere because I was elated to get J.D. Martinez. It was for that reason specifically, and that is that, yeah, Justin Turner, the bat to ball is still there. He can still hit for average at this stage of his career, but I want to beat opponents by jabs. I want the knockout blow, and that's what J.D. Martinez provides. You look at that slug slugging, almost 600. The extra base hits are there. Also, too, I think he's having an impact on his teammates as a de facto hitting coach, yeah, kind of exactly. like Freddie Freeman. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of JD Martinez and Miguel Vargas at the plate. And I think that Miguel Vargas is getting some positive, (laughs) positive tips from JD. So I think he's getting that as well. But yeah, JD Martinez, a one year, $10 million deal. And at the start of the season, he's headed for an all-star game. He's headed for a nice little payday. And he's a perfect stopgap for the Dodgers at that DH spot before Shohei Otani next season. So yeah, couldn't ask for more. Just dingers getting it done in Dodger blue. Only downside is that it takes Will Smith out of the lineup sometimes. That's the only downside, but it's it, okay. I mean, he's, he's a log jam. There's no question about mm-hmm. that. But, hey, when you're producing at this exactly. level from a slug standpoint, when you talk about when you outslug your opponent, you're winning games at over 80% clip, yeah. then it makes sense. Exactly. But I agree with your point. If he was if he was like 35% worse and you were having that conflict, yeah. especially with Austin mm-hmm. Barnes not producing, yeah. and also, too, you look at Will Smith's numbers when he DH for 25 games last year, then you absolutely can have that conversation. I do agree with you. But it's nice to have a specialist. Nice to have a exactly. professional that has a career nine. 87 postseason OPS. I can't wait wait to see that (laughs) when Justin Turner struggled so mightily in the last two seasons. But three seasons. But, you know, that's who's, just me. Who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> me. It was actually me. Yeah. It was actually yeah. pretty bad in 20 postseason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, anyway, anyway. I disagree. Anyway, I'll no, disagree no, with no, that no, one. We'll go, we'll I mean, go. that home run in the 2020 World Series uh, against. I mean, one hit. Nah, he was, he was actually all right. That's, that's funny. <laughs> but, but we will go to a cold. We got to talk about Trace Thompson. Now, Trace Thompson. Hey, he's hot right now. No, yeah, back. I hear you. That's back. why I'm bringing this one up. Is it a debate? Because Trace Thompson, he snapped that 0 for 39 slump Sunday, went 3 for 3 with a walk. He increased his average all the way up to 147, a 79 OPS plus. Double Austin Barnes. Double A, there you go. I mean, it's how you look at it, right? And also, it was against lefties. It was against lefties. The lefty killer. The lefty killer, of course. He was acquired. Was that Clint? Uh, I was going to say, so there's a thing about Trace Thompson. Uh, It's Sunday. It was an 8.35 a.m. start here in L.A. It was 11 o'clock on the East Coast. 
you got you some of you people know those are the times that your slow pitch softball games start on Sundays. So he's just ready for his, his future as a slow pitch softball <laughs> player wow. with them early start times. Sorry, Trace. I had, I, had, I had to get him one. I had to get him one. For wow, sure. dude, him dirty. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> acquired by cash considerations. I don't know how much cash it was, like seven bucks. Maybe that was too much if you look at how he's performed Bruh. this season. But no, it was great to see him do that. You know, it was the worst really Dodgers slump in over 100 years, 114 years to be exact. So to see him get off the schneid. He was, he was there. <laughs> you yeah, remember that? I was. My shirt tucked in, right? There's probably, yeah. like, probably somebody named like Pee Wee or something. Yeah. No, I mean, it, that's a long slump for a Dodger that's not a pitcher. But the question is do you think that this is a flash in the pan or do you think that hey we can expect some more hits from him in two months time I mean, what is your <laughs> what's your take on where he's at after um, that three hit performance i don't think he'll have the same the 40 day gap in between hits but <laughs> no this this isn't this isn't gonna yeah. be like a, a, a you know a second coming of last year when he came out of nowhere and you know hit some home runs here and there now this is just a one-time thing you know i mean he knew he had to get out of the slump at some point but i don't think he's gonna come in and start producing i think hopefully he'll be a little better i don't you know i don't think he's gonna have a 40-day gap in between hits but i i'm still on the i'm still on the train of i, I think it could be time to move on sooner rather than later especially sure. with like johnny deluca doing what he's doing right now but yeah now nah, it's not happy for trace happy for trace and what do you think he's gonna do with the ball do you think <laughs> they'll give it to michael or frame it i, mean, I, I love his little... quote he was like i was surprised they didn't do like a champagne toast like they did for freddie freeman or clayton kershaw after their milestones i mean it was funny he he, he understands he, how bad he no is. he definitely he embraced it definitely you know, to respect that. humor to yeah. hide the pain yeah you gotta, yeah. gotta hide the pain yeah. in the fact that you just went over 40 that's how know? we roll right that's what it's in <laughs> no but Clint, i want to ask you though <laughs> thank you for yeah, you're allowed how much time do you think this bought thompson i mean way, you think another month or i mean the fact that a three hit game bought him two months to open the season and the fact that he's supposed to you know be this lefty specialist which his career numbers say he's never been and he never will be at any point in time um dave roberts loves this kid the the clubhouse loves this kid it it bought him all the time uh, that they want for him and they just they, they really want and slash need him to be that left-handed guy and what uh, we need for him to face is more of this Josh Fleming kid uh, the Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay Rays pitcher who apparently did not even slightly read the book on Trace Thompson because I I, 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 I predicted it one or two pitches before he got his first seeing eye single up the middle um, they were it was pitching him fastballs out over the plate instead of the book on Trace Thompson's pound him in, pound him in, especially left-handed pitchers. You could just pitch right over his uh his his bat or right right under his bat, I guess. So that was the big change. Uh they left it out and over, and he was able to get three knocks. So you hope the confidence from that takes him uh over the next few months and he's not hitting I mean, he gets on base, I guess, by by walks. But it, this bottom at least till the trade, trade deadline, deadline yeah. all star break, maybe one more month because you can't just live each month on on uh, three. one three hit yeah, game. One three hit game. The no, Trace I mean. Thompson special, yeah. I mean, that's not ideal. That's all he's done. Yeah. April three hits. 
Yeah. Made three hits, and that's all he's needed to stay we'll around. See you in June. <laughs> exactly. We'll exactly. June. Back it up. That's about it. But no, I think, look, it was very encouraging the fact that it was off a of lefty, but that's the first thing that crossed my mind. I was like, did he wake up late? Did Fleming not get the scouting yeah, report? You just got to crowd him at the he plate. He probably didn't read it because he didn't think Trace was going to, you know, he was like, ah, that guy hasn't got hit in a while. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think there's something from that. And like, like they always say, like, I mean, it takes more than one game to get into a slump, takes more than one game to get out of a slump. Yeah. So I'm still in wait and see mode, and we'll of see be more production from him. And, and yeah, we're being, we're being, uh, we'll say dickish about uh, Trace here. We like him. We want him to do well. You I'd met him. Yeah, you guys well. talked to him in the in the yeah, clubhouse. He looked dug He looked dug dead in the eyes. eyes. He's a good yeah. dude. He, uh, everybody in that locker room. When we saw the walk off walk. You saw the joy Everyone's from so his happy. teammates. Yeah. They they he wants to be good, obviously, yeah. but uh, the entire team wants him to do something. Yeah, he's not going to be Babe Ruth. Just don't be Austin Barnes. Right? Just keep throwing Barnes under the yeah. bus. Here. Don't for yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the cold because he was never hot, so he's not cold. Is yeah, he's, he's just Austin he's Barnes. Just Austin. But he's him. You really, you really do hope he finds a way to. If he can be a, a, a two thirty hitter and uh, with a little bit of pop, we're going to be in a good spot. A few home runs here. I'll be honest with you. I don't see it. I mean, after what I saw in the NLDS last year, I still mm -hmm. think like this. We're not handing out participation trophies. This ain't little league. We're trying to win the World Series, and I think this wow. bench has been lacking. Wow. I think. I've been on the John DeLuca train with you yeah, for a few months now, and you see the production that he's had. I still, I mean, look, I would love nothing more to see than to see Trace Thompson just turn it around like he did last season, but I don't know if that's in the cards. It's but not in the cards. let's switch to someone who is very, very hot again, and that is actually let's let's do another let's do another cold one. We got up to talk about Clayton Kershaw. Talk about Clayton Kershaw yeah. because oh Kersh last three starts. You're gonna get a lot of unhappy people. In yeah. the chat right now. I mean, look. I mean, look. The last three starts, he just not has not looked like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, the first yeah. time in his career that he went back to back starts where he wasn't able to get into the fourth inning. Now, I will say there are some encouraging signs with the swing and miss. The strikeout rate still over thirty percent. It's just opponents are hitting him. I mean, opponents are hitting three twenty seven off him right now. But the velo isn't down. The spin isn't down. Uh -huh. I think it's really just a matter of just sharpening that command, like we saw early in the year. And I think he'll get back on track. But Mr. Klimpasius, what say you? I, the thing I've been wondering about is is if he's going through a dead arm period. You know, it, it feels and it's like I did the I, I looked up the numbers, so my my initial thought wasn't accurate. But I was like, is this the the most he stayed healthy yeah, to start a season in a while? I mean, he did pitch all of spring training. You know, he came in early, uh, ramped up for the WBC. Uh, didn't get to, to to pitch in that, but. He has been pitching for a while. You wonder if he's just kind of tired. You know, Dave said that Kirsch said he's kind of dealing with some uh, some all-over all body-itis. You know, he's got the fatigue going or whatever. It kind of lends itself to um, a sort of dead-arm period, which you don't hear about in baseball anymore so much. But um, uh, <laughs> I... I don't. I don't want to say he's he's getting old or or whatever. Um, he's not I don't, young. <laughs> I don't remember the question. I'm not overly worried yet. I think it's just a really, really, really bad May. Yeah. A lot I mean, of things going on. Yeah, in I, mean, I mean, I was going to say, you kind of said exactly what I was going to say. Like, I feel like it's kind of the time of the year where he's usually on the IL for a little bit. Like, <laughs> it kind of just feels like, oh, respectfully. Kinda, like, here's that time where the back flares up. So, like, you know, the fact that he's, you know, he's pitching out there, he hasn't taken a single start off, even as he's been dealing through the passing of his mother. Like, he's, there's a lot going on, and he's playing through it. And, you know, you, it's, you, you kind of feel like you're not going to get your best of Clayton Kershaw for an entire year because he's not. 20 you know his 20s anymore so i'm not worried about clayton kershaw but I, you know i do hope that he obviously 
starts getting back to where he was in April when he won the National League Pitcher of the Month award. I mean, he was literally they gave, he said they were the, they were the, he was the best pitcher in the National League in in April. So you hope that he somewhat gets back there. So you know that's kind of yeah. But hopefully hopefully he stays healthy is kind of also what yeah. you want to see because he's not or, on the IL or take a break if he needs it or if he really needs to yeah go yeah, go take might, go take might, go take a couple starts. Yeah, they off. might push him against uh, or push him a day push him a little bit deeper into the, uh, yeah, the Yankee exactly. series give him a day or two off. Where are you at on the curse train? Look, I mean I think there's definitely something to that and the fact that he's been able to post he hasn't missed a start he was phenomenal in the month of. April, like you said, National League Pitcher of the Month had a sub-2 ERA at 189. So this month has been a different story, but you're seeing a good amount of road starts. I mean, four of his five starts are on the road. <laughs> this month, a 5-5-5 ERA for a curse, and the Dodgers pitching from the road versus home is a big disparity. So I think there is that. I think the passing of his mother, you can't ignore that, too. What he's dealing with mentally, I think you have to acknowledge that as well, but I think it's pretty simple to me. I think that this is the same as in years past. Kershaw, at this stage of his career, if you look at the velocity, you're hovering around 90 miles per hour on that fastball. This slider, he wants to keep that velocity on the slider and the fastball close to each other mm -hmm. because of the way he tunnels it. But when he misses, he doesn't have the margin for error. I mean, he you doesn't. look at Bobby Miller versus Gavin Stone. <laughs> Bobby Miller's misses, they're not as bad as Gavin Stone's no. because mm -hmm. you're seeing more ticks on the velo. When you're close to 100, you can get away with mistakes. Yeah. So Fair. that's where you're seeing with Clay and Kershaw. He's leaving stuff out over the plate, leaving some of those sliders belt high, a little up. And really, that is the big issue. So I think Kersh, every single start this guy empties the tank he gives every single thing he has and what comes with that is the pinpoint laser accuracy he is so accurate out there and i think that's really the big difference right now is missing just spots a little missing his spots yeah. at, and mainly with starts of fastball command i think that velocity wise you're like i say you're not seeing any red flags spin wise you're not seeing any red flags i think he's it's one of those situations where you see him cook up a nice 10 punchy game at home and then oh you forget about these yeah. three there's a little bit of a blip a little glitch in the matrix so yeah on a scale of one to ten do i think kershaw is going to be back on track i think i give that like a nine right now but what would you say nine i mean it's i'm, I'm yeah, got to be more confident in, in a veteran pitcher like kershaw to get back on track at some point this season probably sooner rather than later i guess i have to say nine too i don't want to feel left out three nines <laughs> three nines three nines okay nine. i don't know what that means yeah <laughs> No, and then, yeah, so they also look, like, I mean, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> when you look at the red hot players, really, I mean, you got Will, you got Freddie Freeman, you got JD Martinez, a lot of guys, I mean, Will Smith, I mean, he's hovering, he's having his good games, but really no one's like lighting on fire other than that. Jason Hayward, though, I think we should talk about because I don't think he gets enough shine. Absolutely I think does not. numbers wise, you don't say, oh, this guy's the hottest hitter in the league. I think the role that he's played, another guy that got great value in, yeah. I think you saw, I mean, the fact that what they really <laughs> stood out for me was the fact that you can play Mookie Betts at shortstop and throw a five-time Gold Glove Award winner in right field, and he gets outfield assists, yeah, right? So I think there's that as well. But what do you see from Jay Hay? You want to give him some love? I'm just I'm happy that he looks happy. He's a happy boy out there. He's having a good time somewhere around like 260 or something like that in the month of May or since he kind of took off in April a little bit. Uh, he's, he's, he's doing his job perfectly yeah being a veteran uh you know he's picking up the tab at restaurants and whatever <laughs> for for some of the uh the the you know the team dinners or whatever he's, he's a great dude and you know the experience is there he's another one we talked about jd in the postseason i want to see jay hay in the postseason because uh, he's been there he's done that he's got a ring yeah no absolutely i think you bring up a great point too is he's providing 
a benefit that's not on the field. I think he's a strong locker room presence. Huge. They've already made that known early on. But as far as what he does at the plate, yeah, I mean, he's not lighting the world on fire, but the fact that he's above league average considering how bad he was last year, the Cubs have to be sitting there saying, hey, where was this Jay Hay last year, right? Noah? Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's above league average and the Dodgers are literally paying him nothing to just be on this team and just kind of be, I mean, they I, when, he, when he first signed, you're like, oh, that's a great locker room presence. Like, that's probably a, all that's going to happen here. And then you're like, okay, he's friends with Freddie Freeman. Maybe he's kind of going to find his way on the roster. I don't think anyone was expecting him to contribute. And he's already has, like, I think, five times the amount of home runs he had last year. He only had one last year. I don't think he has four or five right <laughs> nah, now. Quick, I don't remember quick, quick math, math right there. Uh, I mean, just the fact that he's producing anything is just like a bonus, it feels like, when you don't really, mm -hmm. you weren't expecting that from him. The fact that he's earning himself somewhat consistent playing time against right-handers as a lefty in the yeah. lineup, like, you weren't expecting that when the year began. You didn't think that he was going to be, you know, somewhat of an everyday outfielder when a righty yeah. was on the mound. I mean, that's just, it's impressive that he's doing anything. And to me, it just feels like they're playing with house money. Like anything yeah, that he 100%. does is just a bonus because you weren't expecting it in the first place. So, and then everything that is off the field. It's just, it makes him a really another underrated perfect off season addition. Perfect clubhouse guy. Perfect addition to a club. The type of guy you want to bring in in an off season of transition like yep. they did. And I think he's filling that role perfectly. Perfect. Where you at on it? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like you said, house money. He's like found money. He's like finding yeah. a couple hundred dollars in your seat cushions in your couch. <laughs> and you're feeling really good about that. And the fact that, Hey, the Cubs, they're footing the bill. I mean, the Dodgers are yep, getting yeah. him for next to nothing. And I think what he's provided at this point, as far as you see, I think what's impressed me most about him is he's a case study in that. Wait a minute. You can re create your swing you can reinvent yourself even after you've had all the success later in your career and you see him shorting up that stroke you see him do a lot better against fastballs and i think he's another how they feel about him but yeah i mean i think it's a great story it's a great story especially too because i mean i remember uh, i dropped that video on jason hayward and i always do that thing you know is it something nothing or everything and i said it's going to be something if he can get close to being league average when you consider the defense he plays he's still in the 86 percentile and outs above average and all the trolls down below in the comments oh uh, D-Mac, he's Jay, he's haywashed. He's haywashed. He's haywashed. I saw I in. Yeah, I mean, I think we look at the season right now. What Call he's him been out. able to do. Let him know. Yeah. Let him know. <laughs> uh, you you couldn't feel happier for the guy. And yeah, I, I really love to see it. I think it's a great story. But that's going to do it for this episode of Hot and Cold here and another episode of the Dodgers Nation Roundtable. So let us know down below in the comment section. Do you think J.D. Martinez and Freddie Freeman continue this hot streak for the entire season? Also, too, how much time do you think Trace Thompson bought himself by snapping that 39 at bat slump. Let us know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. To my left, Mr. Noah Cameras. If you're not doing this Dodgers fan thing right, unless you're following Mr. Noah Cameras, has the stats, writes about a paragraph for each tweet. It's like a senior <laughs> thesis on the Dodgers. So go follow him at Noah Cameras. And to my right, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Real FRG, the Dodgers Nation lead editor and host of the Blue Heaven podcast. Follow him at Real FRG. Be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. Smash that like button. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and, and we, we out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.